Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am really excited to have my guest on Priscilla Hanley. We're going to bring her on in just a moment. First, a couple of announcements, though. So if you are coming to Hawaii, specifically to the Big Island, come see me on one of my Big Island UFO tours where you will get to see the night sky in a whole new way. And if you still haven't downloaded my 20-minute free meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you grab that on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Priscilla. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let me share with our audience um, a little bit about you because you have a lot that I'm, I can't wait to get into our conversation. <laughs> So Priscilla Hanley is a Reiki master teacher and a trained end-of-life doula who has her own private practice located in Northern Virginia. Her spiritual awakening began in 2019, and since then she has participated in several spiritual workshops and classes, some of which include Reiki, light language, Pleiadian light body activation, and galactic contact, contact retreats. She is currently undergoing a 10-month intensive channeling class taught by a world-renowned channeler. She loves to connect with channelers and is an avid reader of channeled literature. She believes that humans have always been connected to the galactic community, and we are currently reestablishing contact with our galactic family. Yes, we are. <laughs> Priscilla has had and continues to have contact experiences from galactic beings. She is also a former U.S. Army soldier turned empowered woman entrepreneur. Wow. Okay. So really interesting um, with the whole military piece. But first, before we get into all of the galactic goodness and channeling and all of that, I would love for you to share with me in the audience how you grew up, spiritual, religious, something else, because I want to I want to hear this transition of how. Okay. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Singapore. Okay. Right. So I was baptized as a Catholic after birth and grew up as a Catholic. And um, I still remember my great grandmother, you know, at six o'clock every evening, she will yell for me. And she's like, it's time to pray the rosary. You need to kneel down in front of the altar and pray the rosary. So, you know, Catholic upbringing, a very strong Catholic upbringing and, um, in 2006, I moved to the United States. I relocated to Florida. Okay. And, uh, you know, I got married to a wonderful American man. And then in 2011, I decided to join the army. Okay. <laughs> right? So I was an active duty soldier for eight years, federal service. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had a blast with the army. I traveled all around the world. And I also found myself in Afghanistan. So I was in Afghanistan for like nine months. And, you know, it was rough there. Yeah. Right. So when I got back in 2019, I was really burned out from Afghanistan. And so I decided to leave the army. And, you know, when COVID hit, I was bored. I was on the online on the Internet. And I bumped into a teacher who lives about, 
half an hour from where I'm at. And she advertised for a Reiki class. So I had no idea what Reiki was. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to learn. So I signed up for a class. And, you know, I enjoyed it so much. And I went all the way to the master level. Mm-hmm. In May 2021, I attained my master level in Reiki. And, you know, I just put it aside and I just went back to my corporate job. It just wasn't time for me to pursue Reiki further. Mm-hmm. So, you know, continued my corporate job. And then in 2022, I had this weird desire to do more with Reiki. So then I opened my business, Pristine Soul Healing, and I said, you know, it's time. I just felt it was time to do more with Reiki. So now I have my private practice. Mm-hmm. And in March this year, I completed my end of life doula training. Okay. Yep. That was pretty intense too. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I'm having two aspects of my business, Reiki and uh, end of life doula, and I'm trying to synergize the two of them. Mm-hmm. So that's my life story in a nutshell. Okay, there's a lot in between there. So let's, so I guess, when did you leave or, well, are you still practicing Catholic? Oh, no. Okay. So when, when When, did you leave the Catholic church? um, Well, I was married in Singapore and after my husband and I divorced, I was um, trying to find my way back, right? So I, I was still practicing uh, Catholic after my divorce. But, you know, so I kept going to church a lot because I was trying to find my way back. And something in me just didn't feel right anymore. Um, you know, with the fear-based um, teachings, it, it didn't sit well with me anymore. And I said, you know, I, I think I need to stop. So I did. Mm-hmm. And I, I did not... Uh, you know, go for any, uh, go to any church or, or pursue anything Catholic. I just remain kind of like a free thinker. Okay. Right. So when um, I got out of the military um, and then my mother-in-law passed a few months after I got out of the military, she had cancer and she was in hospice. And that was my real experience with somebody who was on their journey to transition Mm -hmm. and it was a very powerful experience for me and when she passed i questioned i started questioning and i said you know i would like to know where you are at right now because i just saw you a few hours ago and now you're gone you know i i started questioning so the questions led me to many uh channelers you know, okay. a lot of books. It led me to Dolores Cannon, first of all. I was intrigued yeah. with Dolores Cannon. I love her work. <laughs> yes, I did too. Yeah. And, you know, so that was my journey. I started opening up. And I, after Dolores Cannon, I, I um, listened to Paul Selig's teachings, okay. his guides. That was also pretty powerful stuff. So I was opening up quite at a rapid pace, let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I'm still learning, you know. I'm still mm-hmm. opening up. But I I think I've opened up so much. 
so much. Yeah. Okay. Well, so how did you go from doing Reiki to then light language and the Pleiadian light body activation and all of that? Tell me about how that came about. Um, well, Gaia, uh, Gaia channel exposed mm -hmm. me to a lot of channelers and, you know, any, anybody that resonated with me, I just kind of like dived in and, and pursued their teachings. So, um, I learned like language from Jamie Price okay. in, I, I believe it was in 2022. And I also, um, my teacher right now, she's, uh, Lisa Royal Holt. She's oh, I think hers. Oh, yeah, she's fantastic. So, yeah, yeah she's my t my mentor and my teacher right now. So, I first saw Lisa and Jamie on Gaia, and they resonated with me. So, I kind of followed them, you know, their website and their teachings. And Lisa does a lot of um, contact meditations. Yes. So, I purchased a lot of uh, her audios. Okay. And I started listening to a contact meditation, then boom, that's when everything started. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Well, so tell me, um, I guess, t yeah, tell me what's been going on since that activation. Right. So um, I remember, I think it was in 2020. I, I listened to Lisa's, um, one of her contact meditations before going to bed and, you know, I fell asleep and in the wee hours of the morning, it was like a, a, a movie screen just opened up right in front of me. And the first, my first vision was the words, right? It's it love, peace, joy. It was so big right in front of me. And then it switched into the the zodiac signs, you know, and I said that that is weird. I don't know what's going on, right? So I say I I sense it had a lot to do with Lisa's contact medita meditation. So I started listening more and more and more, and you know, it was pretty intense in the beginning because I was getting quite a bit of visions. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they were just pretty vanilla in the beginning, but then they started, uh, beings started coming. Okay. Right. So yeah. um, I remember predominantly the Syrians were, were showing up for me. And right now I'm having a lot of experiences with light beings. They come to visit quite often. I don't know where they're from, you know, the light beings, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's no fear whatsoever when I see these beings, you know, I've, I actually do feel their love for me. Yeah. You know, so it's a very intimate, loving connection. Mm -hmm. I I feel you there because that's that's how I feel with my connection with all of the right. different beings. So when the Syrians came, um, like, do you visually see them um, mm -hmm. with you or is it in your dream state or what's your experience with that? So when I had my visions, okay, so I'm like dead asleep, right? But then when the visions come, I'm like awake. I I don't know what happens. I think it's the high frequency that's incoming. Mm -hmm. And then my energetic field is just activated and I'm awake, like, you know, boom, I'm awake. Okay. And um, yeah, and then I see them. 
they're probably just looking at me. Sometimes I see myself with them. So maybe it's another timeline that I was, you know, with them previously. Yes. Yeah. So it's a whole load of <laughs> different experiences. Okay. But yeah, mostly it, they're just looking at me like face to face. And, um, you know, I've also had the, the privilege of witnessing myself as pure consciousness, mm. traveling in deep space. And then going into a parallel reality and, you know, just floating in the air, observing people and situations. It's pretty trippy. Let's, let me just say that. <laughs> well, let's, so with the Syrians, did they tell you that they were Syrians or how did you know that that's who they were? Oh, it's just the way they look. And I think... Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just a knowing that I have. Like when I see them, I know it's, I know they're Syrians, you know? Okay. Yeah. Well, and then, um, so the Syrian energy, because I, I have connection with Syrians and I have definitely at least one life as a Syrian. Mm -hmm. um, and so with the light beings, how is their energy different or what's your experience with them? How is that different from the Syrian experience? Um, no difference. No. No, okay. no difference. It's just the Syrians, they're physical. When I see them, they're like physical humanoid beings. Yeah. But the the light beings, they're more um they're very ET looking, like the one at the back there. Okay. The blue okay. beings. They're blue actually with black eyes. Okay. Yeah. And um, have you ever asked them where they are from or are they just higher dimensional energy? You know, whenever I ask questions, because when I see them, I do telepathically ask questions, but I just never get a response. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, so um, I guess, so, yeah, tell me more about some the things that have been coming and happening to you because... Um, I, I was reading one of your, your things that you had sent to me that you got visited by Archangel Michael this year. Yes, yes, that was phenomenal. So I noticed that before I start channeling class, you know, like say if I'm ha having channeling class on a Saturday, the week, the whole few days prior, I'll have a lot of contact experiences. Okay. And so in June last, last month, um, just before channeling class, a couple of days before I had channeling class, I was asleep and I saw this male humanoid appeared in front of me and he had huge, powerful wings. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh gosh, I'm looking at an angel right now, right? Yeah. And something in me just asked a question and I said, are you Archangel Michael? And I didn't get a response and, you know, the energy dissipated. But then when I had channeling class on Saturday, mm -hmm. um, Lisa, my teacher, right? Like I said, she pulled a card for us to contact a uh, certain consciousness during class. Mm -hmm. And the first card that she pulled was Archangel Michael. And I, I said, oh, okay, this is my confirmation that it was him. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the next day he showed up again for specifically for my my group. There were just four of us. Okay. And we pulled cards again, and mm -hmm. he showed up again, Archangel Michael. Okay. So I said, okay, I have I have a connection with Archangel Michael. So I wanted to find out more about my connection to Archangel Michael. So I recently had a reading with the Octorian Council. Okay. With uh, Daniel Scranton. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, he's actually been on my show. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, Daniel's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I asked the question. I, I, you know, I explained to them that Archangel Michael showed up like three times for me in the span of a few days. So what's the connection there? And the Arcturian said that, well, you know, when my soul, you know, came into this universe to incarnate, mm -hmm. I aligned, my soul aligned with the huge collective known as Archangel Michael. So, you know, I, what from what I understand, Archangel Michael is probably my oldest soul, right? Okay. okay. So I think he was trying to communicate that I have a connection with him because, you know, when I, I grew up Catholic, I was familiar with Archangel Michael. Right. right. Yeah. As the protector. And, you know, so I was I was born of Archangel Michael as a child. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm really happy to to know that I have a, a connection with Archangel Michael. Okay, so what other kinds of answers did you get when you had this session with Daniel with the Arcturian? Oh, yeah. So one of my channeling friends, um, she had a vision of me one day. Uh, she's been having visions since she was a child. So she, she texted me one day. She said, I have a message for you. I just got a, a vision about you. So I called her and uh, we spoke and she said, I saw you in Egypt as a um, caretaker of cats. Okay. <laughs> and she said, I also saw you uh, having a connection with Hathor and Sekhmet. And so I said, that's interesting. So anyway, so during my, my reading with the Arcturians, I asked them about that. And mm -hmm. they said that when, during my Egyptian life, I was a male high priest working under Horus. And my role or my mission in that life was to create portals on earth so that the Egyptians could use those portals to travel to other dimensions and star systems. So, you know, in that life, I worked closely with Hathor and Sekhmet because they assisted me with my mission. Mm -hmm. So that was also validation, you know, from the Arcturians. Yes. So this is all very trippy for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because it's still kind of new, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm opening up so much at such a rapid a rapid pace, and I just I'm excited <laughs> to find out what's next, you know. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just keeping my my. Uh, perspectives open. Okay. Well, so let's talk about the channeling class because you've been doing that for your what, halfway through it right now. Yes. We started in February. Okay. So um, 
are there specific groups that you guys are working on channeling or is it whoever wants to come through or what does that look like for you? Well, um, Lisa uh, has like cards, a lot of with different consciousnesses, you know? Yes. She has the Syrians, Arcturians, you know, Archangels and and everything. So we usually just pull the cards and whatever comes up, we try and connect with that consciousness. I have not started vocal channeling yet. I'm just, right now when I do my homework, my meditations every day, I start to channel energy through my body. Um, it's definitely not me moving my body. It's mm-hmm. it's the energy. And, you know, my body moves side to side like a pendulum, front and back. And sometimes I'm, I'm in a circular motion, like in a vortex-like energetic yeah. tunnel. So, you know, something's happening there with channeling. I think they're just starting to prepare me for what's coming through my body. Yeah. Have you channeled through writing? Uh, No, not yet. No. Okay. Yeah. That's something I need to try though. Okay. Well, so um, I, I, so was it the interviews with the EDs series that you were watching on Gaia? where you were seeing the different channelers. Right, uh, interview with extra uh, dimensionals, Ruben Langdon. Yes, okay, because yeah, I watched that whole series too. Oh and, yeah, I did too. <laughs> and um, you know, what's fascinating was, you know, all the different groups that were coming through and the different ways that people can channel. And mm-hmm. so um, I think that more and more people are gonna be coming online like this, like you are, like I have. Yes, I think so. Because that is part of being able to connect with our galactic family. This is Mm -hmm. one way that makes it easier, I guess, to to know what their what messages they want to share and you know not to be afraid, right? Yeah. I have no fear whatsoever when I see them. I have a lot of love for them and the connection is pretty deep. Um, I just want to say, though, I think I'm actually connecting with fractals of myself, you know? Yes. Actually, that's the realization I came to this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we got on, I was telling you I had, you know, worked with 13 different groups so far. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that helped me, I guess, made it easier for me to channel. And I started with the Arcturians, but it was just an aspect of myself that I was channeling. Yeah. And I know that like when Lisa channels Sasha, the Pleiadian, yep. that is her, right? She, Correct. That is her. Yep. And so with these other groups, what I realized is, okay, that's just me in that other, you know, timeline. And mm-hmm. so I, I can channel myself. That's not scary at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think uh, I did ask the Arcturians too about my lineage and I, and I asked which, energies most prominent in this lifetime and is it Syrians. Syrians. So it makes sense that they are coming to, you know, connect with me. Yes. Yeah. When um so being a fan of Dolores Cannon's work, have you undergone any kind of hypnosis or regression? Ah yes. I started when I was following Dolores Cannon's work, I was intrigued with hypnosis. 
So I found at that time I was living in Washington state. So I, you know, found a lady and I, I was just in, you know, fascinated by it. So she tried to put me under, you know, it took a while, but then I, I think I did go under finally. And the strangest thing happened. I saw a monk uh, dressed in brown robe. The monk was hooded. I could not see his face. And he was, I think I, in that lifetime, I think I was in heaven. You know, she took me back to a lifetime where I think I passed and I was in heaven. And I was a little girl, maybe about 12. And so, yeah, I saw this monk and he was walking towards me with like this huge book of life, brown book of life. And I, I couldn't believe it. Like the monk was just right there. And I, I was questioning, I was like, am I imagining this or is this really happening? Right. So anyway, the monk uh, opened the book and he was kind of like going through, you know, live events with me. Mm. And I couldn't understand, but I was um, having a conversation with the monk. I could, could not understand what was being said, but uh, at the end, he closed the book and he gave me a hug and, you know, like a farewell hug and, and said that I'll be all right. And that was it. And and I, you know, came to and I, I couldn't believe it. You know, that was like my first real experience into the unseen realms, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that just made me really more. Uh, it really piqued my interest a lot more to dig deeper, right? Yeah. And so I did. I started digging a lot deeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so far, because again, you're still fairly, I mean, you're only a few years in, right, to this whole, 2019, yep. uh, awakening and um, really understanding reality at a different level. Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah. So, so far, what has been maybe the biggest aha that you've had? There's been so many, you know, I've changed so much since I started getting visions and um, I just don't recognize the old versions of me anymore. It's like an obsolete program where it doesn't work anymore, yeah. you know, Um but I think one of the big ahas is, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. Mm. You know, our perspective on earth is so myopic and it's so limited. Yes. Um, you know, there's things happening on the unseen levels that we, we don't mm. understand and we can't see. So if you're having challenges in life, like, my perspective right now, if I'm having a challenge in life, you know, I stop and I ask myself, how is this serving me? Mm. Right? How How is mm. this serving me? There's a lesson in this for me right here. Um, I never used to be like that. You know, with the military, it's go, 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 go. And, you know, yeah. it was a very different lifestyle with the military. But now, I I don't I don't really get upset at any, anything anymore. Like why you know it's a it's wasted energy to get upset. So well, I think everyone listening and watching could use that message. So 
I appreciate you sharing that. Well, okay. So you have made this massive shift from, you know, growing up Catholic and being in the military to now you're in this whole other world. Um, how has your family, first and foremost, how <laughs> how have they wrapped their minds around this? Do you know, they, like, <laughs> they support you or are you kind of the black sheep of the family or what? Oh, uh, you know what? My parents are still in Singapore and they don't have a clue. Okay. <laughs> I hope they don't watch this though. <laughs> You don't have to share it with them. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't have a clue because they're still pretty rooted in the Catholic religion. And, you know, I don't want to scare them too much. Um, but, yeah, you know, my friends know. Well, I mean, when I was in the, um, when I left the military, I was still doing contracting work with the government, you know, so I, I kept it under wraps as I was opening up and getting all these visions. I, I didn't say anything to anybody. Mm -hmm. Except for my husband, he knew. Um, but yeah, you know, the universe is so kind. It has led me to people who are so understanding, like my channeling classmates. And um, I have I've met uh, people in Jamie's uh, light language class. And they're all, you know, of the same wavelength, right? So I'm so thankful for the universe for leading me to these people. And they have become such wonderful friends, close friends to me. And I think that's so important because the spiritual journey can be quite lonely, mm -hmm. you know. Yes. And it was lonely for me for a little bit because all I had was my husband. And I couldn't really um, be open about it. So it was quite lonely for a little, for a while. Um, but yeah, now <laughs> my close, my inner circle, my friends, they know about the visions and the ETs and everything and they're okay with it. And I'm so thankful for that. But my parents are just the only ones who don't really know. And my extended family in Singapore, they don't really know. And I like to kind of keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, and good for you. Um, does your does your husband have an interest in this, or is he just supportive of you doing he's, it? Yeah, he's very supportive, but um, he's a very left brain person. He's into um, software engineering and IT. However, he's starting to get his own experiences, like he gets et dreams and then when he wakes up the time is like 222 or 333 or 444 he's like this is weird <laughs> i said yep yeah, that's your that's your et friends trying to get in touch with you <laughs> yes yeah. well so have you um in your waking state you know when, when, not when you're asleep like have you experiencing spacecraft or things like that um, not spacecraft, but in my waking state, I usually see this sacred geometry octahedron, mm -hmm. um, the diamond shaped octahedron, sacred geometry shape. And, you know, like I said, it, with the Arcturians, again, I asked them about that. And they said that it was something that I, um, it was spiritual technology that I worked with and taught 
uh, during my lifetimes in Atlantis and Egypt. Hmm. And this symbol of the sacred geometry, it was a, um, a sign. It was an agreed upon sign between me and my ET family um, for me to receive this sign so that it's like an activation sign for me. You know, I didn't understand what I was seeing. I mean, this thing kept appearing. I was like, I don't get what, what this is, right? So, yeah, so the Octoverns really helped me to make sense of it all. Mm. You know, I think for me personally, I think my past lives are are really making its presence known in this lifetime. There's things that I need to do probably that I didn't resolve in past lives and they're the energies are starting to make their their presence known. Yeah, that's yeah, that's been happening for me as well. So, um, the kind of information that you're getting, what what do you see yourself doing with it as you move forward? Like, oh. is one of your goals to be a channeler and teacher like Lisa? Or absolutely, yeah. I I was a Reiki practitioner. But about a month or so ago, I had this um, strong desire within me to start teaching Reiki. Mm -hmm. And I never thought I would take the teaching route for Reiki, but it just felt like it was something I needed to do. So yeah. I think I'm being prepared for something. It's mm -hmm. starting with Reiki, but I would lo so love to channel and, you know, be like Lisa because she's a, she's a wonderful role model for me. Yes. Yeah. Well, and with these experiences that you're having with the galactic beings, what sense do you get of what the next maybe 10, 20 years is going to be like here on Earth? Because you probably know being from the military, like they're starting to allow the whistleblowers to come out and share information, right, that they've been hiding and lying about. But I'm just curious what, if, what kind of vision you have. Oh, I think it'll be open contact and they'll probably be walking among us and we'll be okay with it. No fear. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know whether you've heard about Bashar. Yeah. Anchor. Yeah. So, yeah, according to Bashar, Earth is going to be the sixth hybrid race, right? So I think we're, we're starting to, you know, to move in that direction. Okay, so do you, um, this, this just popped into my head because this is something that I, I learned about. I, I knew it, but I got confirmation about it. But I'm just curious if you know if you are part of the hybrid program. Oh, yeah. The Octorin said I have like loads of hybrid children in the galaxy. And they said I go visit them all the time. And yes, I've had hybrid children come visit me too. And okay. yeah, it was two of them, um, a, a boy and a girl, and they were always with a cat and a dog when they come see me. And you know, when I saw them, I kind of knew they were mine. I had so much love for them. Mm -hmm. And they were really sweet children. I saw them twice, so they haven't come back since then. So, okay. When well, I haven't met mine yet, consciously, but I know it's coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think uh, on Earth, 99.9% .9 of, of people on Earth 
on earth uh part of the hybrid program you think it's that high yeah okay because i don't think it's that high but i guess i mean you know we we it was an agreement we um for sure right we uh donated our dna to save the zeta reticuli species mm-hmm. and you know well bashar the ssani they're part human part uh zeta right 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 so you know like i said from in the beginning there's loads happening on unseen levels that we just you know don't understand not aware of but yeah yeah well and that's you bring up a good point and we don't i don't always have people on the show that know that maybe they're part of the hybrid program but on my ufo tours that does come up sometimes because we talk about why people might be taken on the craft right or have these experiences and you know from my understanding everything that happens to us is a soul contract right we agree to it soul level and so um i know for some people it's hard to wrap their mind around that like even my toxic marriages, you know, I chose that. I signed up for, to have those experiences, to learn those lessons. Right. Uh, but in terms of people feeling like violated or victimized, when what I understand from my experience, but also reading all of Dolores Cannon's work is that when people understand it at a deep enough level, like they understand that they really did sign up for it, it changes the perspective yeah. and it takes away the fear. Yeah. So I'd love for you to weigh in on that as well. <laughs> totally agree. You know, I think everything in the universe is all by agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing that we never agree to. And I really think it's time that we step into the empowerment frequency and leave the victim consciousness behind, you know, um, because there is really, there are really no victims, you know? Yeah, only well, volunteers. <laughs> volunteers on earth and master souls on earth because we're all masters. We agreed to come to earth to experience certain things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, forget who we are. And it takes a master soul to, to you know, take on such a difficult reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Earth school is hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it can be fun, especially if we remember like where we come from and that we're here to play and to live yeah. our passion and not get stuck, right? Right. I know a lot of people want to just leave their bodies now and want to leave Earth. But, you know my perspective i'm having a blast i don't want to leave earth (laughs) i'm really having a good time so i think it's all a matter of perspective perspective it's just time for us to start shifting to you know the self-empower self-empowerment perspective and no more victim consciousness that's old consciousness now we need to go into the new consciousness yes beautifully said well so what other are, are there any other experiences that you've had that are you're like wow 
Well, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, I actually saw myself um, whizzing in, in deep space. I was going so fast at the speed of light where that like stars and planets, they were just whizzing by me. And yeah, I have one thing to share that was very special to me. After Lisa's contact uh, workshop that I attended last year, that night, uh, three Syrian masters showed up for me and they gave me the most beautiful vision and it's still imprinted in my brain. <laughs> I can't forget that vision. It was a portal in the sky. It was a portal in the night sky. It was a um, semicircle portal in the night sky with all the, um, you know, stars blinking and it was so beautiful. And after they showed me the portal and then they showed me the three of them, um, light beings, they're light beings. And there was so much love in that vision. Uh, when I woke up, I was so touched. I really miss my um, Syrian family, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really miss them. Well, the, and that love that you are describing, that's what I felt when I met my Arcturian family. It was the most pure love I've ever experienced. Yeah. Like way more intense than anything here on earth. Yes. Right? It's so <laughs> pure that you just want to cry, right? Yeah. And that's what I did. Sometimes I look at, you know, when I get my visions and I feel the intense love and I physically cry when I'm sleeping, you know, tear up. So it's all love. It's yeah. all about love, you know. Um, fear is something we create for ourselves to learn. It's a learning mechanism. Fear it is. I yeah. say that. Yeah, it's a mechanism of evolution. <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it helps us to learn in a very rapid pace because nobody likes to be in fear. So I just, the neutral perspective of fear is that it's a learning mechanism. Yes. Well, so do you, so right now with your business, um, do you work with clients in person or can you do distance or like, how do you work with people? Right. I only do distance for Reiki. So I'm not restricted by location. I can work with anybody around the world. And I'll, I also work with animals for okay. Reiki. Um, and my end of life doula, I... I do a 20 mile radius for in-person visits, okay. but I also do uh, virtual sessions for people, you know, anywhere in the States. Um, for my end of life doula, um, well, are you familiar with what we do? Actually, only, uh, only a little bit. So I would love for you to share with me because right now my mother is in that end part oh, of her. Okay. So I would love to know about that. Okay, so um, end of life doulas, we, we typically just um, provide non-medical care to the terminally ill and their families mm -hmm. um, so that they can navigate their end of life journey in a more holistic way. So we focus on like life reviews, we focus on legacy projects, we focus on a, a visual plan. We also provide bedside visual support and, you know, after the transition, um, 
happens. We work with the family to provide early grief, grief support. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whatever the family needs, we're there. We're there for them. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if you need any guidance and assistance, please, you know, let me know. I'll be more than happy to help. Okay, I appreciate that. Well, so we just have just a short amount of time left. So are there any final words of wisdom that you want to share or anything else you want to share? <sighs> Let me see. Don't sweat the small stuff, people. <laughs> it's all about love, you know. Yeah. Uh, and our galactic family is um, excited to reconnect with all of us. And, you know, don't be afraid because it's all about love. Yes. One, well, that's part, again, that's part of my mission is in all the things I do with the podcast, the books, the, you know, the tours that I lead. Yes, you're doing such wonderful work. Thank you. <laughs> right? Yes. We all need to come together. It's time. It is. I agree 100%. Yeah. Well, yes. thank you. Oh, where can people find you? Oh, okay. So my website is uh, www.pristinesoulhealing.com. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Priscilla. And for those of you listening and watching, thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha. Bye.